הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שדרכנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנה הפך קדוש משבר הצמא. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו לבנה חנו ומקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן פגם צמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן ומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם. Today we start with uh, lesson 57 of Sichot Aran. New uh, lesson. Bezrat Hashem speaks about uh, fear and uh, specifically putting emphasis in your Avodat Hashem where you have fear, where you have a pachat, a dread of something. We're going to discuss what this means right now. Mikodem siper shebimem v'acharuto haya lo pachat gadol me'od me'od min amita. Rabbeinu told us in retrospect about the days of his youth as he was a kid that he had a great fear a very very great fear of death Rabbeinu was dreading and he was very scared of this concept of death and instead of Rabbeinu avoiding this what did he do? he took on this dread of, uh, directly and what did he do? He begged Hashem Yitbarach, he would ask Hashem Yitbarach that he would die to sanctify his name. Basically, Rabbeinu asked Hashem Yitbarach that he would die um, by sanctifying God's name. Almost like a sacrifice. And this went on for quite some time. Rabbeinu didn't even remember how long it went for. But Rabbeinu remembers and he told everyone that he knew that it was at least around a year. That it was going on for a long time. It's possible that it even went for a year. And Rabbeinu was constantly asking for this when this was happening. Rabbeinu didn't have a conversation, a prayer, in which he did not beg Hashem that he should die al Kiddush Hashem to sanctify his name. And because of his great fear of this death that he was always thinking about, of the concept of death, the fact that Rabbeinu was praying on this so very much and was putting all his emphasis on it, putting all his prayers, all his requests, all his hidbodedut, all his focus on this concept of dying, the fact that he was putting so much emphasis on it and facing this dread um, directly in the face, in a sense, and he's taking it face on, that in itself was literally an aspect of soul sacrifice, which Rabbeinu gave his soul for. Because his fear was so very big at that time. And because obviously we're speaking about a very big tzaddik here, Rabbeinu already in his youth was a tremendous tzaddik. He knew that every single prayer he was, this, every single prayer he was praying, or any single Jew that any get, ever gets up to pray, he believes that God is listening. Or else he does, what's the point of praying? The main thing is that you believe that Hashem Yitbach is listening and paying attention to your words. Essentially, by putting the emphasis on a prayer like that, and putting your prayers to emphasize this concept of dying on Kiddush Hashem, what Rabbeinu was essentially showing Hashem Yitbach is that it's possible through his prayer that he could die on Kiddush Hashem, that he could attain this. And the fact that he was so scared from it, and to get to the point where he prayed on it, and begged Hashem Yitbach to make it happen, is something that shows us that he really believed they could. And he was putting himself in that position. It was a literal Masihut Nefesh, which Rabbi Nathan describes over here. In the name of Rabbeinu, the Rabbeinu was saying that I put my soul in the, on the line for it. 
just by praying for it, I put my soul on the line and I sacrificed my life. And from this, what we mentioned above, Rabbi Nathan says, I understood. That, that with regard to that thing which overcomes a person, overpowers a person, that thing which a person is made weak, uh, made weak by, that thing which um, makes a person scared, it is that thing specifically which a person needs to break for the sake of Hashem and Bach. It's that thing which a person needs to focus on. The thing in which you are scared and the thing which you are made vulnerable by is that thing which you need to, to face and is that thing which you need to sacrifice yourself for God. Because this is His essential service. That's the main Avodah of each and every individual. Wherever you see you have the difficulty, wherever you see you're, you aren't doing so well, and that's where you need to put all your focus. That we say in the Shema, in the chapter of Yahafta, with all your heart, with all your soul. With all your might. Essentially, the word might here is interpreted by the Chachamim to be what money. And what do they say over there? We say what over there? And Rabbi Anu just put the etc. here. Rabbi Natan just wrote dot 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 essentially. But it's mentioned over there in the Gemara that why did it say meodecha? What's more important than your soul or your heart, whatever it might be? Why did they need to write meodecha, which is your money? Your soul encompasses all of the rest. So what's the point of all this? Meodecha. What is the point of all these uh, things that you need to sacrifice? Rabbi was saying what? Or what does it say in the Gemara over there? That Rabbi Natan is bringing down here. That for some person, sometimes a person values his money more than his own life. He's willing to put himself in dangerous positions just to receive money. We see this in many different scenarios. We don't even realize how many people value money more than they do their life. And this is something that... Uh, for the person that values his money, he needs to sacrifice his money too. Just because he loves Hashem. So, in the place um, which we just talked about here, that is the main uh, service of a person. Wherever he is sunken into, specifically in this person, in this case with regard to the Shema, it's for a person who values his money in the place where he's so susceptible and he's so vulnerable, made weak by his money, that he cares about it too much, that's where he needs to put his sacrifice. So essentially, wherever you feel weak by, wherever you feel you need help, wherever you feel that you, um, that you are too careful by, maybe that's where you need to put um, all your service and all your effort. Simanun Chet, lesson fifty-eight. An idea about chidushim, chidushet Torah. Torah, when a person ponders Torah and tries to bring down Torah novelties, you need to constantly think about the Dvar Torah, which you want to renew, essentially, which you want to bring down. Essentially, when you want to bring down a novelty, you have to really think about that Dvar Torah that you're trying to bring down and trying to create novelties. In. You have to put, you have to analyze it. Lachshov, to think about it, and to constantly review it, in your mind. You need to review that verse or that subject many times over in your head. Many, many times. And sometimes they're sealed, those doors, those gates of novelties. 
Sometimes you don't really have the ability to understand. Sometimes you can't really get too far. Your mind is sealed up. So you need to hammer and you need to knock on that door until they open up. Sometimes there's a thought which flashes in a person's head like a spark in a sense. And afterwards, it escapes from the mind. But a person needs to be a real, a real man of valor. A real creature. Like a, a beria, like a real man. In order to run after, to chase after this thought. In order to attain it and to perceive it. Sometimes the thought hits you. It flashes before you. You feel the taste of it. And then it leaves your head. Normally what a person might do is just give up because it left his head. Rabban was saying if you want to bring down any Chidushet Torah, it requires a lot of analysis, a lot of depth, and a lot of pondering, a lot of thoughts, a lot of chasing to get to the bottom of something and to bring down the truth of that subject which you're trying to create novelties in. And therefore a person needs to run after it until he attains it. So not to give up on your Chidushim. And Rabban gave this to Rabbi Natan as a piece of advice when Rabbi Natan was struggling so much with the idea of bringing down Chidushim in Torah, Rabbeinu told him that you need to put effort in this, in the Chidushim. And Rabbeinu gave Rabbi Natan direct orders on, uh, on uh, coming uh, up with uh, novelties in, in Torah lessons. Torah Siman uh, Nuntet, 59. Two lines, very small, but this is something, maybe we could say controversial, but something very deep on how to raise children. Chidush uh, that we actually don't hear very much. Um, this is something very new with regard to the education of children that Rabenu brings down that not a lot of people have heard of. Rabenu's take on how we should educate young children, how to uh, um, educate them as parents. Rabenu says it's a it's a big segura. It's more propitious for children to be far away from their parents. So that their parents don't uh, take so much pleasure in these kids and don't play with them too much and don't, uh, uh, what do you call it, attach themselves too much to their children. Not in the sense of love, but in the sense of spending too much time with them and being overwhelmingly like uh, attentive to them. Don't pay attention to them too, uh, to them too much at all. And this is a chidush. A lot of the time, the kids, they need their own space. And um, essentially, by getting too much in their space, we become too strict. We become, we take away their freedom as a child, in a sense. And that takes away their, their progression, in a sense, of what they need to become. Rabbeinu is saying, also for Shalom Bayit reasons, for many reasons why Rabbeinu gives this segula, to distance yourself from your children just a little bit. It doesn't mean to be, to to take necessary steps to make sure your children are safe. But it also means not to overstep your boundaries and to let kids be kids. And this is something, a very difficult thing to understand because, of course, there's nothing more that a parent, <laughs> there's nothing more that a, a father or mother loves than their child, you know? And this is something that they want to engage in. They, they want to constantly speak to their child. They want to be with their child. It's something that they're constantly focused on. Um, but nonetheless, Rabenu says that the best thing for these children is not to be overly attentive and to give them their space. And uh, we have the emunah to apply things like this 
Rabbeinu knows what he's speaking about. When Rabbeinu says something, he's not just speaking about the science of the matter, the natural, uh, the natural laws of the matter. Rabbeinu is going to the shoresh of every single thing that he brings down. He's going to the source and the root, and he's explaining and bringing down something in simplicity. But it stems much, much deeper. Rabbeinu said, for every single thing I say, I have thousands upon thousands of reasons for each and every thing. It's not just backed by one thing, but it's backed by many, many things. So, the same is true of this. same is true of everything else in this Sefer, as well as any other Sefer, upon the Chokhmah of Rabbeinu, upon the wisdom of Rabbeinu. The last Siman for today, we're actually only going to do a piece of it, Lesson 60. We'll split this up into two parts. Rabbeinu had a conversation. Rabbeinu had a holy conversation. At a time whenever, uh, at, a t- at a time in Breslev, when a, a young girl was injured, when they were excavating a house and they were building new ones, Rabbeinu gave a certain conversation and he spoke about this concept, about what happened with this girl and spoke about building and construction and all these things. There were also many souls that were endangered because of this, uh, the building of these new homes, etc. And Rabbi Nathan says, when this was happening during Breslev, in Breslev, at that time, I heard from Rabbeinu's holy mouth this conversation and he starts the conversation. With regard to building, I analyzed, I looked deeply into this subject. And I saw that anyone who engages in construction, building walls, whatever it might be, not one person leaves the matter unharmed, even the Gentiles. Nonetheless, the world still engages in this idea, in this work. Because it's necessary to sustain the world. You cannot live unless you build homes. Because it's impossible to live without this, without this uh, profession. And therefore, it is necessary that a person has passion for this. And there's many variables and very many different things with regard to this concept. But the sum of all matters is that no person leaves any project, whatever it might be, unharmed. We're going to see what this means. It doesn't mean physically unharmed, but also materially, materially speaking as well. This is what it says in the Gemara. This seems to be an explanation of what it says in the Gemara. Anyone who engages in building and construction becomes poor. As brother in the Gemara, Yevamot, page 63a. Rabbeinu notice, notices, of course, what it's normally translated as when it says which means to be poor, poverty. But which means danger also. It doesn't only put you in poverty, it also puts you in danger. It's brought down in the Midrash, in Shemot Rabbah. It's brought down an explanation on the verse. What is brought down in the verse? In Shemot chapter 1 verse 12, they built storage cities for Paro. What does it say over there in the Midrash on this verse? One opinion says that what does it mean that they built storage cities? Miskenot. 
what do you call it? Which means storage. Essentially, the an explanation. It actually means it impoverished their owners, meaning that the Jewish people who built these storage cities were impoverished. And another opinion says that they endangered their owners, that the Jewish people were endangered because of these storage cities they were building. So we see in both cases, by the way, that uh, they, were, <laughs> they didn't come out clean. They didn't come out uh, perfectly fine. Rabenu says though, with regard to construction, the main thing is laying the foundation. And Rabenu says it doesn't mean that a person should engage engage in this work. Rabenu gives us a segura on how to actually earn a panasa, a proper panasa through this work, to earn a living. And Rabenu says it all has to do with chokhmah. The secret about this is in the last which discusses which discusses the connection between sukkot and. Um, and uh, construction that a person who perf- performs a mitvah of sukkah properly um, allows himself the bracha and the shefa to be able to engage in this work but he needs to perform the mitvah of sukkah with simcha and with true wisdom and with true um, joy whatever it might be all the laws of the mitvah of sukkah of uh, the holiday sukkot should be performed to the highest degree nonetheless we continue Rabbanu says the main thing with regard to building is laying the foundation. Shekorin, Zlaklashina. I can't pronounce that, I butchered it. Nonetheless, uh, the idea of the foundation of a building. A person needs to know, to understand at what time to build the foundation, to place the foundation, and from what wood a person needs to build the foundation. That time, of course, they were building uh, homes with wood. I've been saying not all woods are good for this, you need to build with certain wood. Because there are some trees, some wood, that aren't fitting to be built, uh, used as foundation work. But it's impossible to know all of this. And now, Rabbeinu, in the next podcast, we're going to discuss this. Rabbeinu is going to discuss more of this idea and some of the connections with regard to this. About knowing all these details and um, the things we need to know before we engage in construction and also other ideas related to this as Rabbeinu is going to discuss with the uh, the next paragraph, which we'll start next uh, podcast with Rata Shem.